your host, Georgia Dostal, and this is the Balanced Ballerinas podcast. This is the podcast where we chat mindset, self-development, the power of movement, nutrition, small business, goal setting, and of course, the power of ballet. And most importantly, finding balance within this beautiful art form. Most episodes contain a behind the scenes into my life as a soon-to-be mum running two businesses, GC Dance for school-age students and Balanced Ballerinas for adult ballet students. I've also interviewed some pretty amazing guests on here and it's my hope that these conversations help you strive for that balance between grit and grace and that magic of what a regular ballet practice can bring to your daily life. Every fortnight, this podcast is brought to you by Balanced Ballerinas Academy, my in-person adult ballet classes and online courses. All links to my online courses and in-person classes can be found in the show notes of this episode or just simply head to balanceballerinas.com for further information about joining our truly wonderful community that I'm just so proud of. Now, today we have quite a topic to cover. Yes, when your partner isn't supportive of your ballet. So we're going to tackle this tricky one today. And the reason why I think this is an important topic to cover is because since releasing my 12-week adult ballet course, I have met some amazing women and men from all around the world who don't have supportive partners when it comes to their dream of pursuing ballet. And even before I launched my online course, I even found that students that attend my regular classes, I would have conversations um, with my in-person students who don't, who expressed that they have partners that aren't necessarily supportive of their ballet journey. And what's sad is that, you know, we all need supporters in life and we all need those closest to us to maybe not necessarily understand, but at least support the activities, dreams and goals that we may have. And while some are lucky enough to have a supportive partner at home, I actually understand that that's a fantasy for others. So that's why I really wanted to talk about this topic today. Um, An anonymous story that I'll share with you is I was having a discovery call with one of my 12-week course students and she was really excited to be in her 12-week journey. And I remember during the discovery call that she was the perfect candidate for the course. She was a mum of three. She needed some me time. She also loved her ballet, but she just, with having three little ones, couldn't get to class, but had little pockets of the day where she just wanted to inject some ballet into her lifestyle. So she was a perfect candidate. And she expressed during that discovery call that her husband was really annoyed that she was prioritizing this course and that she wanted to do it and he was all about the fact that it would be deterring her from looking after their children and that it would be distracting her from her duties at home. (laughs) I know that that line will just enrage a lot of you but what he didn't understand and we chatted through this was that you know, if she actually participated in what she was feeling called to do so, she would actually be a better mother because she would have carved out some me time to actually, you know, be someone else other than a mother. Yes, to pursue something that made her happy and that made her 
you know, a more richer human being. I mean, we all know that there is, you know, nothing like being a mother. Even if we don't have children, we appreciate our own mothers and all the work that they put in. But there's also a lot of mothers who lose their identity. And so this is where this particular student was at. And she wanted to find a little bit more about herself. And she felt lost after having children, just really lost. And so we were going to work through that. And anyway, in our first one-on-one call, she really, really um, was struggling because she was loving the course content. But every time she tried to share what she was learning with her husband, he would just shut her down. And she was really upset by that. So he didn't want a bar of it. And what I'm going to share with you today is sort of what I shared with her And that's why I wanted to sort of put it together in a nice little neat podcast episode because this is something that um, I don't think is spoken about enough, yeah. And I think sometimes I forget about it because I'm incredibly fortunate to have an incredibly supportive partner. Just a little story, a couple of years ago um, when I decided that I wanted to do um, online courses and put all that kind of content together... I didn't really know where to begin and I didn't really know how to make that work. And there was this course that my friend had done and she absolutely raved about it, but it was really expensive. Like I'm talking quite a few thousand dollars to do. (laughs) And I was like, this will help me. This will set me on the right track and the right path to actually being able to fulfill this dream of mine, bringing ballet, you know, online. And it, the course, you know, it had marketing, it had the back-end tools, it had all sorts of different things. So it was the full package, which I'm going to tell you, it was $8,000. And I was like sort of self-doubting myself. I was like, oh, who am I to spend that kind of money on myself? I don't know whether my business can handle that right now because, you know, like that's a that's a big expense. And I thought to myself, you know, you already did a uni degree, which was, you know, tens of thousands of dollars in marketing. Why do you need this particular course? And I was talking myself out of it. And then my husband said to me, you know what? He wasn't my husband at the time, but maybe this is why I married him. He said, I would bet on you any day of the week any day of the week. So you are, by enrolling in this course, investing in yourself and you should 100% go for it. No question. He's like, I don't want to hear you talking about it anymore. I don't want to hear you in a supportive, funny way. He goes, I don't want to hear you talking about it anymore and umming and ahhing why you should and shouldn't do it. He goes, you definitely should. He didn't even look at the course. He had no idea what it was. But he trusted me and I'd been umming and ahhing about it for so long that he knew it was something that I needed to do because otherwise I would have regretted it. I 100% do not regret spending that $8,000 to do that particular course because it gave me the framework for being able to bring balanced ballerinas to the next level, which was my dream. Yeah, I love, love interacting with my clients worldwide and the stories and the relationships and the coaching make me an even better ballet teacher by having just 
students from all around the world. So I do not regret that money spent whatsoever and it has come back to me tenfold. So that is just a really good example of probably why I kind of forget about this topic sometimes because I'm really lucky to have a partner that's super supportive. But I know that there are so many of you out there that do not have that support. Your partners may have amazing other traits, like phenomenal other, you know, other things that they are phenomenal and amazing at. But perhaps being supportive of your ballet is not one of them. Now, so what do you do when your spouse or your partner doesn't encourage your efforts to live a healthy and fulfilled life and really like dive into your ballet goals and dreams. Sometimes it's even worse than indifference. See, with a partner seeming to work even against you, and if you're in that situation or for you might be, please know that I am so sorry. No one should have to do this alone. But the good news is that you're not alone. I'm here to help you and so are countless other people. This particular topic is one of the reasons why I love that the Balanced Ballerinas community can exist um, so that everyone feels seen and heard and supported. The BB community is really full of people who you may know already, some you haven't even met yet, but believe me, everyone in this beautiful community is rooting for you, including me. Okay, I'm going to give you one more little story before we jump into my top tips. Another um, person that I had a discovery call with um, was a gentleman and his wife did not support his pursuit of ballet. He'd been to a couple of in-person classes and he worked from home and his wife didn't work from home. So he thought, amazing, I can do some online ballet and... He's done like my free challenge and he's done um, quite a lot of my free content on YouTube. And, you know, we spoke during his discovery call about how, you know, he just feels so called to do ballet and he loves how it makes him feel. He feels really strong after doing it. He feels like his posture improves and his wife is supportive of him doing Pilates, but not supportive of him doing ballet classes. And he's not sure whether it's because she thinks he's going to be, you know, waltzing around in a leotard and, you know, but also even if he wanted to waltz around in a leotard, who cares? <laughs> yeah. So we had a good chat about, you know, how he can start incorporating ballet into his life, but he wanted to do it in a really secretive manner. And I wanted him to actually sort of start exploring how, which we're going to talk about in a second, you're only asking for your partner for support not permission yeah so he was going to start off we, we came to a happy ground a happy medium <laughs> that he was going to start his classes and not necessarily um you know uh tell his wife what he's doing <laughs> but gradually you know he promised me that he would eventually tell her yeah so the reason i tell this story is because sometimes when we are in our own little bubble and I was in a little bubble, you know, until I started hearing these stories, I didn't realize that some people are living like that in a world where they're not um, encouraged to pursue 
their ballet training. So I share this so that everyone sort of realizes that maybe we're not all in the same situation and this can sometimes be tricky. So here are my tips and what I've worked through with these particular students that I come across to really stay motivated even when your partner is unfortunately letting you down. So I want you to be really clear about what you're doing and why it's important to you and how they can help. For example, do you need an occasional word of encouragement or do you need your husband to do the dinner, bath and bed routine on Tuesday nights so that you can simply attend one evening ballet class? That's not a huge ask and that should totally be doable for them. In your explanation of wanting to pursue ballet classes, your partner might actually be thinking that you need a private coach and really expensive gear, a vegan chef and a 24-7 cheerleader. But support is like much more simple than that. And sometimes your partner can build up in their head that it's actually you know, going to require more of them than they think it is. Yeah, so make sure that you be really clear about what you're doing, why it's important to you and how they can help in a really simple way. And if after explaining that you only require simple support and you can't get even basic support, then you're better off accepting them for who and where they are right now. Yeah, complaining won't help and neither will playing the victim. So don't do that. In fact, like this will probably make it worse. And then when you finally get to a class, you'll be feeling guilty as you're standing at the bar. So in this situation, my biggest piece of advice is you do you. It's okay to have your own priorities and pursue them, even if someone else feels inconvenienced or neglected. Remember, you can't control how someone else feels. Now, let me just give that a little caveat. If you're not having a lovely relationship with your partner because, you know, or a fulfilling one with time well spent, because you're attending ballet classes six days a week and you have no time for them, that's different, yes? But if you are attending one ballet class a week or even three, your partner should not feel inconvenienced or neglected. And I would question further to them, would you feel the same way if I told you I was going to the gym? They would probably be very supportive of that, yes. But it's not your responsibility to make someone else happy. You need to fill your own cup up first and inspire those around you to do the same, which subsequently means everyone ends up happier. Yeah. So, for example, in the case earlier of the mum who was feeling really overwhelmed and lost in her identity, if she fills up her cup first, everyone around her will be happier. Yes, I'm a true believer in that. Yeah. Now, in the case of the unsupportive partner, I want you to seek support and encouragement elsewhere. So can you find a ballet buddy or a colleague who's willing to go to class with you? Join group classes. Group classes are fantastic. Sometimes I get emails from students just wanting to do private lessons, yeah? And I think group classes are amazing and so beneficial. You know, they're a place where everyone looks out for each other and you can develop you know, some really beautiful relationships and enjoy communicating with like-minded individuals. And you can also join, for example, 
good example, the Balanced Ballerina's secret Facebook group. It's not a secret. (laughs) Everyone is welcome. And that's also a great place to communicate with like-minded individuals online. Yes, never never, um, neglect the power of online. Yeah, it's very powerful. Now, as you all know, I'm also a huge fan of journaling. And I really encourage my students, especially in my online courses, to write in your journal. It could be a mix of basic reporting on your progress and emotions, or really just one facet of it all. And that's your record. It can also be your resource. Yes, a journal can make you feel less alone. Yeah. I also want you to set boundaries and stick to them. Now, I know this can be so hard, but let's like use an example. Say if your partner tells you they are busy on Tuesday evening and will not be able to take care of the children whilst you go for your one ballet class a week, tell them that's their problem to figure out because you've already prepaid for your class and would hate to waste money. Now, even if the class has a grace period where you wouldn't lose money, still say that. A little white lie doesn't hurt. Okay, so that's what you do. Yes, you set that boundary. And sometimes a partner might feel left out when we take on new habits or hobbies or focus on things that don't interest them. So perhaps you could do little drip feeding of maybe including them in a funny story from class. Maybe you could ask if they want to come see a live performance with you. Keep an eye out for balletic performances that aren't necessarily, you know, Swan Lake. For example, um, Moonlight Ballet. Uh, which um, was an event that I hosted along Lee Shwing Singh, artistic director of Queensland Ballet. The event of Moonlight Ballet was choreography and performances that were set to really cool, jazzy um, music. And my dad came along to watch and he only came along to watch me interview Lee But he actually was like, that performance was amazing. And he's not really into ballet. He was like, that was so good. Is that ballet? And I'm like, yeah, like that's, you know, that's definitely ballet. They're just doing it to not so traditional music. And he thought it was so cool. So keep an eye out for those kinds of performances that maybe you can drag your partner along to. And they can then change their complete perspective of what it is that you're doing. Yeah. Behind those studio doors. You can also show them, you know, how to do a plie whilst you're standing in the kitchen cooking dinner and just laugh hysterically together whilst they attempt, you know. Work out small, really tiny ways that you can include them, yeah. It doesn't need to be as big as dragging them to performance. It can be as small as that plie in the kitchen, yes. And the reason why I want you to seek support and not permission is because once you start pursuing something you've always wanted to do, your partner will actually see how happy it makes you. And when the result is happiness and better posture, endorphins rushing through your body when you come home from class, they'll see how valuable and beneficial this is to you and themselves. We are kind of selfish creatures, yes, as humans. And so when they see how valuable and beneficial it is to them, they might change their tune. (laughs) Now, don't forget, like your journey is your own and really that can be so empowering. So I urge anyone in the BB community who 
perhaps, which I know there's many that do, listen to the podcast, interact with me and other members online, or but you've, you haven't dived in, you have been thinking about attending a class or you've been thinking about committing to that online course, but you just haven't pulled the pin because your partner hasn't been supportive. Remember, you're seeking support, not permission. This is so important. And you will feel so much more fulfilled if your relationship with ballet is not a secret, yes, is not something you do behind closed doors, which is why in the case of one of my 12-week course students, you know, who's who's a male and whose wife was not supportive, that's why we worked on him bringing his partner into the equation and sharing with her his love of ballet because you'll feel so much more fulfilled if it is not a secret and no partnership is perfect and that's why I'm not saying leave them yes and leave them and find a new partner (laughs) could you imagine if like I started this podcast episode by, by by saying if your partner is not supportive of your adult ballet journey, just say to them, see you later, yeah? (laughs) Absolutely not, you know? Because that's the thing, no partnership is perfect. And so we're not, I'm not saying leave them and find a new one. Instead, we have to accept them for who they are and rework our own mindset around the situation. Yeah, that's super important. Accept them for who they are. They might come around, they might not. But what we can do in this moment is rework our own mindset about the situation. Yep. Now, this is a topic, like I said, that I've wanted to, to discuss for quite some time now. And so I really hope that it helps and I hope you got something out of it. I know that there is a few, a few of you out there who this episode will completely resonate with. And if that is the case, please let me know. I would love to know whether this advice helped. And as always, hope your week is filled with lots of peace and plies. And I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye.